0: I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record, a Podcast. And this is the start, this is week one of a new theme month. This is our... Prison, torture theme month. Adam Sandler theme month. Now, you might ask why, when we've covered such movies as we have, you know, some of our previous theme months, great, you know, movies and things of that nature, why did we pick Adam Sandler? And to be fair, it was mostly me. And Nate and I have had a long-running debate as to whether Adam Sandler is an acceptable actor or not. And Nate has long maintained that he's not—that you know, blo- you know, nothing. Basically, nothing Adam Sandler's ever made With was worse. seeing. With rare
1: and, exceptions. Yeah,
0: and I have been pushing Nate to see more Adam Sandler movies. By the time you hear this episode, our homework episode in which I inadvertently assigned Nate to the movie Big Daddy, having totally forgotten that we had an Adam Sandler theme month coming up. So this is also Rob Torture's Nate mm. in form of podcast. So I had inadvertently assigned Nate a previously an Adam Sandler movie recently, and then after he watched it and we recorded the homework episode, we were looking at upcoming theme months and realized that we had an Adam Sandler theme month coming up. So Tonight's movie was the 1996... Happy Gilmore. Now, why did I select this? Are you asking yourself that, or have I already explained it? You explained it somewhat to me, but not to the audience. So, in selecting Adam Sandler movies to watch, we felt that it was going to be good, because Adam Sandler has done some more serious roles, and some of which are actually good. We've previously covered Right Over Me on the podcast, which is a movie I like.
1: I'll well, then particularly care for
0: nope. But Nate does like like Spanglish and some of his others, um Shrunk Love. Yeah, Yeah. it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Nate has enjoyed a couple of the other more serious roles, and so we decided we were going to do two of his comedic movies and two of his more serious roles. And so I was trying to get a representation, and Nate has not seen Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, which are like the quintessential, That's I mean, that's really what put Adam Sandler. On the map movie wise I mean he'd already done that Saturday Saturday Night Live by this time So he was on the map But he hadn't done A lot of movie stuff He had his comedy albums Which I remember listening to When I was in high school In the 90s You probably I assume you never really Listened to his comedy albums No
1: you couldn't You couldn't avoid The Hanukkah song And a couple other things Yeah But I didn't set out To watch it
0: So I, w- I was pretty familiar With Adam Sandler By the time these movies Came out And these were quite popular In the 90s Fun movies Why is he so popular? Because he's funny. Or people thought he was funny in the 90s. I still think he's funny. Clearly in this movie, though, one of the first comments I wanted to make on the movie is he had figured out the product placement deals. Oh, man, did he ever. Yeah. That is like the through line of his career. Pepsi, AT&T, Subway. Yeah. He had lots of good product placement in this. Prominent product placement. And part of the thing that fascinates me with adam sandler is people enjoy working with adam sandler because he has fun making his movies and he's also figured out you know as he's made more movies how to take advantage of the movie making process to make the process fun so he's filmed a lot of films in hawaii and other exotic locations because if you're going to get the movie to pay for a location why not get them to pay for a good location and people just enjoy working with him and he takes care of the people who make movies with him and so they continue to make movies with him but
1: and the product placement
0: probably defers costs which is why some of these later Adam Sandler
1: movies cannot make a profit but still probably kind of make a profit
0: off I, of of this I think pricing. some of them have made profits I mean you never I mean obviously Netflix doesn't tell you money deals on any of their stuff so it's hard to tell on a lot of this stuff that he's made for Netflix how successful they are. But yeah. So anyways, tonight's selection was Happy Gilmore. For anyone who's unfamiliar, it's about a rejected hockey player who puts his skills to the golf course to save his grandmother's home. It stars Adam Sandler as the Happy Gilmore, Christopher McDonald as a as the villain in Shooter McGavin. You have Julie Bowen playing Virginia Vent. You have Francis Bay playing his grandma. Carl Weathers plays Chubbs. You have Ben Stiller in an uncredited role and some other bit part, you know, bit players. Part of why I selected this as I previously mentioned, Nate's 90s Adam Sandler repertoire was lacking. Prior to today, Nate you'd never seen this movie, right? Correct. So I felt like it was necessary to do either Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, and I felt like Happy Gilmore was the more palatable of the two you going to volunteer for more homework, Nate? you going to take home my copy of, of Billy Madison? Oh. What are your first impressions of this movie?
1: Uh, it's about par.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Shout out to uh, Francis Bay, who I know from uh, appearances in the Twin Peaks television show and movie. No. As Mrs. Uh, Tremont or Mrs. Chauffant. She goes by two names because she's a supernatural creator. No. I thought that this was fine it's a lesser caddyshack it doesn't do anything exceptionally well there's nothing exceptionally funny in it how much of an open mind did you come into this with I wasn't expecting to like it but I wasn't going to shut myself off to it if it somehow won me over Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't think it was very exceptional it goes back to my earlier question why was he so popular this really resonated with audiences especially younger audiences in the 90s but I was just kind of flatlining the whole thing.
0: I think for people growing up in the 90s, this was something different. A lot of them might not have been as familiar with Caddyshack. This also was a PG-13 Caddyshack. Hmm. Because isn't the original rated R? Uh, I don't know. Let me double check. Maybe I'll be editing that out. While he
1: double checks, this segment of Robin Nate Records Podcast is brought to you by Subway.
0: Yeah, Caddyshack is rated R. So... He succeeds in making keeping this PG 13, which I think ultimately helped it.
1: Though it got some pushback on that because uh, of a couple F bombs and many implied F bombs.
0: Oh, yeah, but he edited them, he took advantage of the rating system, so yeah. Yeah, there's not anything real significant in the plot here. I don't think this is going to be a particularly long episode. If you're not familiar with Happy... I mean, if you're familiar with Happy Gilmore, you know everything there's to, to no, you need to know about He's Happy a Gilmore.
1: Foster, so, so they introduced very early on in this kind of flashback telling you the backstory sequence that he grew up loving hockey with his dad who died because he was hit by a hockey puck. Yeah. And he just wanted to be a hockey player, but he was just too angry, even for hockey, and he'd just would never qualify... And his grandmother's, who raised him after his father's death, her house is going is repossessed for back taxes, and they have ninety days to get uh, two hundred seventy thousand dollars to buy back the house. And just uh, by chance,
0: I can't even remember how
1: he gets involved in
0: golf, but by chance, so they're moving his grandmother's belongings out of the house, and uh, um, yes. one of those, the movers is you know takes a break to you know goof around with the golf clubs can't hit the ball very far makes a wager says if you can hit my ball further than your ball further than mine we'll go right back to work you know he hits it like 400 yards and breaks a window at the end of the street Mm -hmm. so then it's a wager to see to see if he could do it again the homeowner is out on the street and he hits the homeowner and then it's double or nothing and he hits the wife in the upstairs bedroom window who falls out and down the roof and yeah Uh,
1: it's just a bunch of
0: just a bunch of bit part you know bit humor things woven together with with the loosest of story Uh,
1: yeah yeah and then he uh he starts to kind of uh bet people at a driving range and he is discovered by uh, carl weathers who is a one-handed former golf champion whose hand was bitten off by an alligator at a tournament in Florida, and he wants to teach him how to harness his raw energy and strength to become a great golfer He is ignored by Adam Sandler, by Happy Gilmore, for a long time. And then he ends up just barely qualifying for the national tour. And he goes on the tour. And he has this rivalry with Shooter McGavin. And eventually has to go back to Carl Weathers to learn how to do his... Put, putting
0: yep. because he's good at the, the long shots but he's not very good at the putting a common thing in golf golfers are, who are good at the, the long game often don't have a short game and the, the joke the run through joke is that he can't control his temper
1: very well and he has to learn to control his temper so he can win the day and save the golf course I mean his grandmother's house because this is a remake of Yeah,
0: I was going to throw out some trivia Bob Barker was not sure if he wanted to do this movie, but he, when he learned that he was going to win the fight with Adam Sandler, he accepted the role. He came on down for it. There you go. When Dennis Dugan, who directed this film, told Bob Barker that a stunt double was going to be used in the, in the fight scene, Bob Barker insisted on doing his own stunts, saying, Wait a minute, I know how to fight. And it turns out Bob Barker... Oh, go ahead. Uh, this segment of Robin Nate
1: records a podcast directed by Pepsi.
0: There you go. Bob Barker studied Tang Soo Do for decades under Chuck Norris and his brother Aaron Norris. So when he said he knew how to fight, he knew how to fight. During the scenes involving Richard Keel, who plays Mr. Larson, he had to stand still or lean on items. In one scene, it's a fence, in another, it's another actor. This was due to a severe automobile accident he had in 1992 where he suffered head trauma, losing his ability to balance without aid. So. Uh, in a 2011 interview with the AV Club, Christopher McDonald claimed he originally turned down the role of shooter McGavin several times because he was growing tired of being typecast as an antagonist. He reconsidered, reconsidered playing the role as he enjoyed Adam Sandler's previous film, Billy Madison, from 1995, and while he was playing a golf tournament in Seattle while taking breaks from filming his previous movie in Vancouver. Realizing that he was playing an antagonist in a comedy and having been satisfied with the script, he asked for an arrangement to be made so he could meet with Adam Sandler to discuss the movie. Upon their first meeting, McDonald ultimately decided to accept the role and has said it remains one of his best decisions of his career. The concept for this movie was inspired by Adam Sandler's childhood friend, Kyle, who was a hockey player. Kyle regularly played golf with Adam Sandler and Sandler's father. Kyle is now a teacher in Manchester, New Hampshire, which is uh, Sandler's hometown, and coaches the high school hockey team. Ben Stiller, as I previously mentioned, has an uncredited role. He's never called by his name or uh, by any of the characters, but his name tag when they first go to the nursing home says Hal L. Because of Bob Barker's cameo in this, ratings for the new Price is Right rose considerably amongst college-age viewers. So multiple people benefited from this. It's like when Happy Gilmore brought all those young people into the sport of golf. Yeah. Before his first tournament, Happy asks Chubbs why he didn't play a real sport like football or something. Of course, Carl Weathers, who plays Chubbs, was a professional football player player before becoming an actor. Yeah, I think those are pretty much the ones that are that are worth mentioning. The
1: trivia section of Robin Nate Records a podcast is brought to you by Red Lobster.
0: I forgot about the Red Lobster once. Yeah. Uh, this movie had a estimated budget of $12 million. Do you have any guesses as to how it did in the box office? No, $41 million. Yeah, that is. It's worldwide gross. Its <laughs> opening weekend was eight million. You've been cheating doing homework. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, clearly, his, some of his movies make plenty of money, and that's why he continued to make... So many movies. Uh, he continues to
1: run in circles, largely, and just kind of do the same thing that he he did.
0: He does tend to repeat a lot of things. Happy Gilmore was slightly different from Billy Madison, um, like you said. It is, a, is basically a remake of Caddyshack. And then he makes, and we'll address, you know, be doing this movie later in the month. He makes Fifty First Dates, and then he attempts to make some several that are similar to Fifty First Dates. But yeah, and we'll talk about Fifty First Dates when we get there. He'd had other successful movies prior to this, like The Wedding Singer, which, you know, so then he pairs back with Drew Barrymore later on, which I guess they always got along when they were filming and things of that nature. So, yeah. Nate, how would you rate this movie? This
1: rating is brought to you by Volkswagen. I would give it two and five.
0: Yeah? Not very... It's
1: pretty close to neutrality.
0: Didn't like it too much?
1: The best thing in this movie is when they go into the Subway restaurant, and you can see the old Subway wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the old best thing in that movie.
0: Yeah, I would give this two and a half on the three stars on the four star scale, and I think a seven star rating is, is fairly fair for this one, which is its aggregate score on IMDb, though it has a Metacritic score, unsurprisingly, of a mere thirty-one. So,
1: what was yeah. the uh,
0: IMDb aggregate? Rotten Tomato. I don't know. I think it was 61%. That, that's your department. This uh, moment of research is brought to you by AT&T. It is uh, 61%.
1: Let's
0: see, who else are we forgetting in the sponsors? There was a Michelob spot. The ratings for this episode, for this episode are brought to you by ESPN. Have we done Visa? Nope. Sizzler, Wilson,
1: Golf Digest... Top Flight Golf Balls, Diet Pepsi, Pepsi Max, and Budweiser. Pepsi Max didn't exist when this was made. According to Wikipedia, Pepsi yeah. Max did exist.
0: There you go. Yeah, actually, I do. I'm mixing up Pepsi Max and basically like the new Pepsi Zero Pepsi or whatever. Zero. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I don't think there's too much else to say about this movie. It's not a movie you're going to talk extensively about, so... Oh, there was
1: one other great thing for this movie. I got the origin for... Whoa, must be Burt Reynolds or something.
0: Yeah. There are a lot of quotable lines in this movie. You little son of a ball. Why don't you go just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! All right, I laughed at the all-going home. moment. Oh. Or, you're in big trouble, pal. I eat pieces of like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of s*** for breakfast? No. (laughs) The way that he just repeatedly belittles the antagonist, I think that resonated with audiences, things Mm. of that nature. i got to find one of the lines from Hal, from Ben Stiller's line character. This moment of research is brought to you by Sweatshop Quilts. Sir, can I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps me go to sleep. You can trouble me for a warm glass that shut the hell up. Now, you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I think I used that line on you a couple of times. I've used it a few other times, but, Mm. yeah. Now, it's, it's got quotable quotes. It's, in my opinion, it remains a fun, simple movie. I mean, if you're going into it with low expectations and just expecting to enjoy just a a string of you know a plot that all it works for is to string together the bits and gags then you're not going to be disappointed so yeah I'm Rob and I'm Nate actually before I close out what are you perhaps looking forward to in this theme month
1: I don't want to spoil it
0: okay well I'm Rob I'm Nate and this is Rob and Nate record a podcast
1: this podcast brought to you by product placement
0: and they're off well, we changed environments again, so I have to do levels real quick. So get it back to this location levels. Okay. So That works. Clubhouse levels were different than here. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you feeling ready for this? Were you ready for tonight? As ready as you were going to be? My shrugging my shoulders doesn't produce waveforms. No, it doesn't. I wish it had been Coke instead of Pepsi. You enjoyed doing the product placements, huh? I did. Yeah. Maybe one of them will sponsor Smosh Kid. Yeah. Actually, where was one of the other podcasts I listen to? They keep making that joke, and they're like, they'll uh, just make up ads for for people, and they're like, well, maybe they'll give us some money now. <laughs> it's uh, Smartless, which is Sean Hayes, Jason Will Arnett, Hayden? and Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes they will just make up a thing and like be like, oh, maybe we can get some money out of them now. So what was your biggest disappointment tonight? Do you feel like you wasted your time tonight?
1: No, it was it was fine.
0: You can check it off your cultural it repertoire. Was
1: fine. I almost think we should have gone for for Happy Gilmore because I think maybe you mean Billy Madison. Billy Madison. I think maybe being mad might have been more entertaining than me being. The eh, sure show could have been brought to you by my anger.
0: Let's uh, settle this one way. Would Chris Farley having pretend to have been an attractive woman and rubbing his nipples? Been enjoyable to you?
1: Not as such, no.
0: That's one of the highlights of funny bits of that movie. So, yeah, you know the plot of Billy Madison, right? Yeah, he's uh, he has to go through. He never graduated from high school, or so he has to like go start over and go K through twelve, yeah. and like in really short to get like an inheritance. Yeah, man, these plots. And so, but one of the teachers in his elementary school, like, is like you know who of course is ridiculously attractive is on his side and is trying to help him through it. And so at one point she helps him study. It's kind of like a... Like it doesn't work because he's not getting the answers correct, but it's Mm -hmm. like a strip tease, you know, with homework. Like Mm -hmm. he gets the answers right, you know. But then like he's doing it again the next day, but it's Chris Farley in the role of the teacher. And so every time he gets a a question right, Chris Farley's taking off an article of clothing. So... I didn't think it was funny, very
1: early on, they more or less threw this gag away when the first girlfriend leaves him. Yeah, and he kind of begs to keep her, and then he goes, uh, because she thinks she's not going anywhere, then of course he gets a better girlfriend later on, which is expanded in... Uh, Big Daddy. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, it's yeah. like, oh, he is not afraid to borrow from himself.
0: Yeah. Did we talk box office when we did our homework yeah, on Big did, Daddy? On Big Daddy? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think we did. Okay. Yeah, I mean They kept making movies with him Because they kept making money So, I mean What what did I say the budget was on this? Eleven, eleven, twelve million. Yeah, 12 million and you get 41 in return, so You made 20 some odd million dollars There's not too many people who are going to be disappointed With that Red Letter Media has, I think it's a two part video About how the Adam Sandler movie uh, Jack and Jill
1: is just a big scam Like, it wasn't intended to make any money. It was just intended to pay themselves based on corporate sponsorships.
0: Yeah. And And
1: that slippery slope started slipping back in 96. This uh, moment of editing from the podcast brought to you by shame.
0: That will stay in.